Hi, I'm Alul. Sup, I'm Boo. Yeah, I'm Alul. This is the voice of Canberra Youth. And this is the voice of Multicultural Youth. The show about multiculturalism, diversity, sharing experiences, and achieving goals. Stay tuned for our wonderful interviews and good music for you to enjoy. You are listening to the Multicultural Youth Program on FM. Live Thursday, 6 till 7 p.m. So, welcome back to Multicultural Youth Radio with the uh, start of the hour. Bull Kual has just arrived. How you doing, Bull? Yeah, I'm alright. What you been up to? Just school stuff and basketball. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, give us an update. How's the how's the team going? Um, we've just came back from a like we played our game last week. It was two weeks ago. Then we played our game this week that we won. Yeah, last the last the first game we played and we lost it, which we usually do. Mm. I don't know why, but we lose every first game that we do. Just uh, just to lower the expectations <laughs> yeah, of your, comp- your opposition, hey? Yeah, just to try and have this team and sort of. Yeah. Yeah, and then we win our second game. It was a pretty good win, 32-20. Right, right. Yeah. And so, uh, did you get any points? Nah, man, I was a team player. Surprise. Zero, zero points. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a no, big I, surprise. No, I didn't get zero, but I got at least six, I got six points. Six, okay. Yeah, because which which is good for most players, but for Bull's average of what sixteen? What is it? Yeah, six, exactly yeah, sixteen. Yeah. You've let us down, Bull. <laughs> I just wanted to let other people Step feel. Game well. up. Yeah. yeah, I was a team player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not going to make the NBA with six points a game. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I think Kobe Bryant was doing that. You should have seen my assists, man. And uh, rebounds. How many assists did you? At least, at least 12, man. Wow. Oh, sheesh. Okay. And uh, rebounds? Rebounds. I get most of the rebounds, at least 90, 90%. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, you stepped up the competition this year, haven't you? You're, you're up a, an yeah. age group? Our games are going to be over soon. Like, there's only four games left. Yeah, right. Is and it a hard yeah. competition? No. Well, I haven't, no, I haven't started my new competition yet because uh, this season is going to be over, uh, the okay. summer season, and then... The winter season is going to come, which is going to be under 18. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be harder, but it's going to make, uh, as long as I get used to it. Yeah, right. Gonna... So how do you compete for, how will you compete for height with the 18-year-olds? Will you be... Uh... Uh, it depends. <laughs> do you reckon you're tall enough? Yeah. I, could, I, I might fit in. It depends on how, how big they are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now, I, think I, I think I can fit in. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I mean, for me, the step up to, um, to the men's leagues, yeah. you know, it was always a problem. Well, I mean... I don't, you know, I wasn't very tall at the time either. But uh, strength was a real thing. So, like, you'd see some players, you know, they might have the, you know, they might be, they might actually be, you know, big or whatever, but they're not at least about it being as physical. So, um, yeah, so you, you reckon you might have to work on your strength a bit? <laughs> That's what my uncle, my uncle has been saying that I need to, like, gain some weight because, man, I'm too skinny. Yeah, right. So, what's, your, what's the program then? How are you going to do that? <laughs> Marcus <laughs> isn't going to do it. He, he just walked out. Yeah, hey, Marcus is Iron Man food. Well, you just walked in, what, five minutes ago from Marcus? <laughs> hey, so, Hungry Jacks. I was Hungry Jacks, oh, man. Okay. The ultimate Whopper, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, with names like Ultimate Whopper, I mean, you, would, you would think it's muscle-building kind of stuff. Yeah, it's well, all protein. It's all, it's all protein, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and then it just goes with the fat. And you didn't even have breakfast this morning. You're yeah, just telling us. I just get too lazy to. Well, this is not an athlete's routine. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, we, we shouldn't be talking. We just we have two biscuits as well. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you reckon push-ups in the morning? Or are we talking more weights and stuff? Um, I try to do like on the, on the holidays. I try to focus on doing push-ups and trying to get my leg muscle and my arm muscle. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of my strength. But yeah, I think I gain and I gain some height and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I've grown since. 
But with basketball, it's not just about strength. It's also about your ability yeah, your to and- well, your skills, and also whether you can handle running back and forth. Because you know, that takes up just uh, your fitness and your stuff. Fit- yeah. you, sorry, that's what I was looking for. General fitness, yeah. Um, you yeah. really need to. Yeah, my, my fit. fitness is all right. Firstly, like when I get into the game, it hurts. Yeah. But, then I, yeah. but then I like like after a while, well, well I've, I play at least twenty minutes a game. We all share. Like you go in f- like there's about um, there's about nine of us. Yeah, nine of us, and yeah, we switch it out. Just one stays in for the whole quarter. And we just keep doing that each week. Have yeah. you ever done the beep test? The beep test, yeah. I'm pretty good at uh, yeah. it, but yeah. I'm not the greatest, but I'm all right. What kind of level do you get on it, do you know? Uh, well, my highest is 10-10. Okay, yeah, that's, that's building. Yeah. yeah, We did it like last week, and I got 10-3, which is all right. Yeah, right. Um, do you guys do it? Don't ask. Why are uh, you asking that question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I think my record was like you, like mid-11. And that was, you know, that was after preseason training. And even then, you know, I was, I was kind of towards the lower end of my team, so didn't quite cut it. But uh, um, yeah, you know, there are stories about. Uh, I mean, there's there's one guy in the Australian soccer team, for example, in the Socceroos, and he, uh, what did he say about? His name's Brett Emerton. He he was the fittest player in the English Premier League. Now, the English Premier oh. League has a lot of fit players, but so so this guy was. I don't know. I didn't know that. So yeah, I, I think he was. I, know, I think yeah. he was maxing at like 16 or 17 on the beep test, which is. Um, for anyone that's done the beep test, knows it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. How can you go yeah. that far? How? Yeah, I don't know. What's so, his height? Uh, he's he's a big guy. That's the thing. Like he was actually um, like to look at him originally. Like he thought. I remember. Like he looked like he was carrying a little bit of weight, but <laughs> no, this guy was um, all all you know, pure machine. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. And you said you've also been uh, doing some school school work. Yeah. Uh, well, our first uh, first weeks are always like hard to get along. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Well, I had a bad start, but now I'm getting into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my f- I didn't enjoy my f- teacher first. She was hard to get along with. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's starting to get together and all that. So is year eight more challenging than uh, than year seven? Um. No, not as challenging as I thought. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the subjects. Well, um, they gave us it's low. They give us more options. There's Japanese, French. <laughs> Indonesian and multicultural studies. Mm. Yeah, and I'm doing multicultural studies, which is like my, the second best subject that I like. Yeah, right. Because we like to do half, half p, half prac, and half theory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we're focusing on sport, like that's a chap subject. Uh-huh. But you're not actually learning a language, though. That's right. No, no that's okay. what we did last year. In yeah, Indonesian. yeah. Hey, I was thinking for those. Oh, actually, I, the reason I asked is I was talking to my um, my auntie recently, and she's she's from Kara. And she's um, a good, a good. She's a good friend of hers. is Sudanese, and she's and her, and she has four sons. And they're um, they're about I don't know. What the, I think the oldest is sixteen, and then you know a bit you know, younger from there on. But they were talking about um, studying Dinka, um, and whether they could actually do that through, um, you know, through correspondence and actually get credit towards their studies and stuff. Um, now I can't remember what the outcome of that discussion was, but have do you know if there are many people in the in the Sudanese community to do that? Um, I mean, I've got you know friends. When I went to school, you know, a good friend of mine was Macedonian. Obviously, they didn't offer Macedonian at um, uh, you know as a language that you could do at school, but she did it through correspondence and stuff. So I was thinking, you know, for the um, for the Sudanese community, is that do you know if that's an option? Like to teach somebody some Dinka? No, to study Dinka. Uh, to study. Hmm. You could do it for your high school certificate, if, if, if need be. If, 
And do, that's, do you mean by that you need a teacher? Well, like yeah, teacher, you know, yeah that's right. Or like, you know, you can do it by, when I say Books. by correspondence. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so, I don't know, the Sudanese community or something has, has this kind of program and they send you out, you know, send you out material and each week you kind of, you know, no, you do I've, I've never heard of that happening. No. But yeah, would that be something you you would do if you know if you're interested? If fair enough, I'm not. I'm starting to forget some words in Sudanese. So mm. I still can speak it, but like when I read something and try to translate it to Dinka, mm. yeah, I can translate some, but then there's other words. Yeah, yeah, that are confusing. For sure. Yeah, but my mom can speak can speak well, but she just needs a translator. Yeah, yeah, because she can speak English well. <laughs> okay. Oh, maybe uh, maybe we can look into that for next week and see if there are any any of these kind of things out there. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, that's probably bad well, enough. What kind of languages do you guys want to learn or something? Um, Why don't you go first? Well, yeah. I was I was actually kind of pretty lucky growing up. I wasn't um, I wasn't always the best student, but uh, it's a I surprise. did. But, I, but for some reason, I uh, I enjoyed languages. And when I was so, my mum was a, a a language teacher. She taught Japanese and Italian. So I remember from about the time I was five or something, she you know she teaches Japanese. At, at school, and uh, and then when I was when I was eight, I went and lived in Japan for two years, and so I you know went to school there and had to pick you know had to learn the language and had to study in Japanese and stuff. So I picked picked that up, and um, and then I when I came back to Australia, I kind of studied that throughout high school and stuff. So um, you know, so I had that at a decent le- level, but you know, it's it's all about using the language. I don't use it much anymore, so I've definitely forgotten a lot. Um, but then uh, and then I was you know when I was. In high school, I got to go and live in France on an exchange program, so I got to learn French there, and then I went back over again to do some more study when I was in uni. So, um, so I, I was kind of lucky because I didn't, you know, I had to learn the languages, but uh, I didn't have to sit down in a classroom and just kind of go through textbooks. I was kind of, you know, able to live it and learn it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, Amar's currently a language student. <laughs> well, I'm currently well, just talking about your family. It's- it's really interesting because my mum used to live in Italy and um, she speaks fluent Italian. Yeah, right. And um, her sisters speak Italian and Spanish, so whenever they meet up sometimes, you know, they'll practice amongst themselves. Um, and um, I had the opportunity... My, my dad speaks a little bit of Arabic when he used to live in the Middle East. Mm. Um, when we used to live in the Middle East, he's had to converse in Arabic on a few occasions and um, he's lost it now. But I've grown up in a, in a family where... You know, language, learning a language uh, uh, is really important. And also because I'm of Indian heritage, we have spoke, we speak, we spoke, and we still speak mm. Hindi and Punjabi at home. Mm-hmm. Although now it's just like you're so full, you know, you speak in English a few times. It will speak, you speak in English and you lose your, you're losing your dinka. It's the same with me. I have to uh, uh, keep telling myself to speak in Hindi when I meet people um, that are of Indian heritage or yeah. my parents speak in Punjabi, but... I'm really bad. So I'm trying to improve my Hindi at the moment. And I'm also, yes, I am learning French at the moment. I am a beginner. Um, I'm sure Dan can take me to town and speaking French. But um, it's a really good experience um, uh, learning, a, learning a language. Um, I think that the, uh, the drawback at the moment is that I'm, it's all textbooks. You know? yeah, I prefer yeah. to be in your shoes where you actually went there and um, you know, just learned, you know, everyday conversation, mm. going out to the shops. That's what I need to do because right now it's all... It, I'm so fragile at the moment, you know. I, I've i learned everything. I'm familiar with the, the rules yeah, yeah. and everything, but I've got to practice it. So That's right. But how are you going to fare, you know, in the, the battle zone, in the, the, the streets of Paris eating baguettes <laughs> with, uh, with foie gras flying at you? 
Who knows? Yeah. Um, and, and have you got? Have you guys got your hybrid languages? So I know you know kind of every, um, you know everyone who's who's kind of you know of um, of some kind of you know bilingual background or something. Has you got always got that? So you got like you know for the Japanese, you've got what is it? I don't know. Um, oh, I don't know. English. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What, what have you guys got? I will. I don't know. Like I, I in Hindi, I've noticed people that I speak to here in Canberra, yeah. they'll use you know English terms. You know, you'll um, uh, you you mix in a lot of English words and also mix in a lot of Punjabi words yeah. into Hindi. So that's your yeah, that's your your real mix, isn't it? It's really is a. Yeah, uh, that's what I yeah. do sometimes when I don't know what. I'm, like when I'm at home, we speak Lanka. Uh, <coughs> And when I don't know the word that I... Like, That's right. The, I mix it in with English. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's that, like Dinklish or something? <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds... <laughs> and so, and is that all right? I mean, does your, you know, you can generally get by? Do you ever have those times where you're looking for a word and you don't know it and your mum doesn't... So you say it in English, but your mum doesn't know it in English and so you just, <laughs> yeah. you just can't communicate? Happens? Yeah, that happens sometimes. And she, the mum says, no, you can't read. <laughs> so what do you do to get around it? I don't know. I just I try to make up other words. And stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's amazing how creative you can be. All right. Well, uh, this is uh, this is Blackstar, um, Mosdef, and Talib Kweli, um, the best of the worst. So it's called Definition. Amar, do you know much about the song? Or no, I don't. Song? But but look, my brother's been telling me about getting into Blackstar because this is um, um, Talib Kweli and Mosdef before they. Move, you know, went their separate ways and started their own individual stuff. They were in a group together, and uh, um, so this is this is more of the old school. This stuff. is exactly so. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Good work, old Dan. <laughs> All right, so Bull, this is another lesson in hip hop for you. Here we go. All right, so Bull, what was that? It was kind of old school, new school. Yeah, that was Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent with uh, Window Shop. Yeah. And so that was a bit of French to start with. I think they were just talking about shoes. So that's, that's right. Just if anyone did understand, yeah, yeah, yeah. Start of the, the song. Well, is window sharp or French? Uh, the beginning of it was. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, are you talking about where they are? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, no. The, where they are in, at, the, at the beginning? There's like a little bit. Of, I don't know they're talking oh, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah, um, guy the guy talking. in the shop. Uh. Yeah. So um, old school, new school. Who, who's which was better track? Do you reckon? Have we got the the old school Moss Def and uh, we should get Tally we should Quilly. get like we should get people to call in and actually do this yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah because because I have my views Paul has his views maybe I'm the like Dan I'm the, you're, I'm the, the, you're the I'm the, the, the mediator you're the mediator yeah yeah look so I we should get people to call in yeah uh, look I don't reckon either of those tracks was you serious was it, yeah I mean Window Shopper was just like you know just had a beat and they were just you know doing what oh, they always do right Shopper. not particularly inspired <laughs> as for as for um, Blackstar. Maybe kind of it's got the edge because you know it's most deaf. No. It's most deaf, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, and they get points for being a bit more original back then because you know it was so many years ago. That's his opinion. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> That's my opinion. But bull, you have to remember, my opinion is always the right nah, opinion. Man, so. you're, you're, you're the only person here doesn't matter. Yeah. If there were more, they would have gone for that. Sure. Well, you know, we'll take it how it stands, bull. Anyway, anyway. Um, now we're just going to have a bit of a bit of a chat about the UN. Um, we're actually going to quiz you, bull, because um, we uh, we promised we would be uh, be. You got to be. There was a be, test. You have to be cruel to be yeah. kind sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought it was relevant because in the news over the last couple of nights, um, 
there's been a lot of stuff uh, about <coughs> Libya. Um, what's going on in Libya again, Bull? There's um, there's a protest uh, because that um, the king, oh, is it the president? Or, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not leaving, and well, there's no peace. And I heard that um, like the workers, like the companies, they diss their people. Like, they didn't care about it. They just left them there. What do you mean? Like, there's some workers that left uh, back in the island. Nobody's picking them up because they're, so, they're stuck in a situation. Cause right. They, yeah, and they want to leave, but they don't have the... Nobody's here to pick them up. They can't... Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did hear something about that. I, I didn't get the full gist of the story as well, but, yeah, a lot of workers um, who'd come to Libya... Yeah. I think it was... Was it people that had come to Libya uh, and were trying now to, to get out, but they... They didn't have their documentation and that kind of yeah. stuff, and, and, and won't be. The British Army they picked up most of their other people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and of course, Libya borders on um, Sudan. On well. Sudan. Yeah. yeah. And Tunisia. Tunisia and Egypt. So it's a pretty, um, pretty crazy times at the moment as well, because of course, what you know, what's been going on in Egypt? We had um, similar similar story in Tunisia yeah. as well. So. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so in all that context, you know, you've you've seen a lot about the, the United Nations, um, the, you know, about countries coming together in the United Nations to discuss the the issue and you know see what should be done about it. So um, you know, so I thought in that context, you know, Bull, you might just want to say a couple of words about you know what the UN does because we always hear about it, but what is it? You know, what actually is it? Um, it it cooperates in international law, mm. facilitating corporations. International law and yeah, icono- economic yeah, in development, economic development, yeah, and <laughs> social progress and human rights and achievements of world peace. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. it's a pretty, uh, pretty huge. I don't yeah. know if somebody came to me and said, "All right, you know, you're in charge of an organisation. You have to bring about world peace." I would be like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> uh, can we take a rain check on that? Um, <laughs> What you now? You've got some personal experiences too, Bull, with um, with the UN as well. Yeah. What I mean, so those are kind of very, you know, very high, broad, you know, general terms that you just described. But what are some kind of practical examples of some of the things they do? Uh, well, they back in Africa, they help refugee camps, and they've sometimes they drop food off planes mm-hmm. to help the Sudanese people. And so this is even outside the refugee camps yeah, yeah. and stuff as well, yeah, right? And like there's. Um, like they have this organization, like you, once a fortnight, um, they give you wood, grain, and just like corn, the materials you need to cook at home. Yeah, right. Yeah, because we usually cooked with wood, hmm. like wood, like uh, to make fire, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave us the materials to eat and right. Yeah. So even things like wood can be hard hard to come by, hey? Yeah, right. And what um. Now, I guess looking at it from the other side, so that's kind of the real practical side of things. But yeah. what, I mean, I guess, how does that how does that fit in with those general terms that we were just talking about? Uh, fits into the human rights. Yeah? In which way? Uh, uh, it's helping people. Uh, well, it's giving a person a right to eat. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the right. right to shelter and all that. Yeah, exactly. Which are all, you know, these basic things which we kind of... I guess maybe in Australia we can kind of forget about these kind of things. We often get caught up on stuff like, you know, freedom, you know, freedom of um, speech, you know, being able to say what you want about politics and, you know, religion and whatever else. Um, or we, we might also talk about, you know, um, the right to have an education. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, some of those basic things that you just talked about, Bill, I think that's uh, it's kind of important to remember that, 
that um, those human rights, you know, their right to have shelter, um, security as well, you know, to yeah. be um, uh, the, the right to yeah, the right to yeah. security and to be. I think the right to be free from fear or something is is also another human right. So um, yeah, right. And uh, what um, of course this that's that's kind of um, the that's the very practical side of it. Um, uh, our uh, our you know our <laughs> <laughs> spokesperson here. No, now, now some of the political activities. I mean, what you know in terms of being a forum for nations to come together. What 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 do they do there? Well, I mean, if we look at what's happening, let's let's look at the example of uh, uh, Libya at the moment. Um, currently, the United Nations has uh, um, suspended uh, Libya from the Human Rights Council, if I'm correct. Um, so, what they what happened was all these states uh, are members. So all the sovereign states are members, except for the Vatican City. They have gotten together and have discussed the situation in in uh, in Libya and uh, decided to suspend um, Libya from the Human Rights Council. And they're also discussing ways, discussing mm. measures or, uh, well, discussing measures to, to stop the violence. Yeah, um, right. uh, member states are negotiating uh, at a rapid pace, I'm sure, uh, to uh, put pressure on um, Libya to stop the violence, uh, yeah, yeah. to cease, uh, yeah, hostilities and um, uh, ensure there is a uh, some sort of dialogue between the um, the groups within Libya uh, mm. make sure there's peace so if we look at again if we look at also you know, in Egypt as well the UN played a role in um, uh, facilitating discussions between uh, member states yeah ensure the violence stopped and a lot the international the international community through the UN uh, um, uh, Put a lot of pressure on um, on Egypt to on, on the Egyptian president yeah, yeah. to uh, stop the violence. And so, right, and so stopping the violence, uh, I guess that's you know furthering the mandate of bringing about world peace. That, that, that's correct, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So that's 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 just a you know uh, another area where the UN comes in. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's about. I mean, it, uh, it just you were talking about every nation you know being able to come together and talk, and so that's very kind of democratic. You know, it's about everyone everyone having every nation having the right to. To present their views, and you know, all the nations are in theory equal before the United Nations. Um, but just a, a quick quiz. I mean, to, to talk about that, do you know how many how many countries are part of the United Nations? Uh, there's 192. 192, which is huge because I don't know. That's like pretty much every country. There are a couple of countries that aren't, but uh, that's states. I mean, yeah, the 192 states. And which countries aren't members? Do we know? Um, there's Vatican. Ah, oh, the Vatican, right? Oh, so that's, that's the only exception, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not in. Well, that's. Well, that's. Is that memory? That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Um, the UN is. Uh, well, the Vatican City is probably the only yeah. one. But and what about? Yeah. Uh, and there's one more country that soon will be. <laughs> this is a question for you. Yeah. Another country that's soon to be a nation, and that's South Sudan. Yeah, right. I guess it'll be 193. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, cool. That's uh, that's that's pretty. And what about, take us through some of the stats as well? Okay, so um, what I mean is, what's the official language of the of the UN? Um, there's Arabic, Chinese, English, French, Russian, and Spanish. Yeah, right. So that basically represents the major yeah. languages of the world. Um, and is the 
you know, we often talk about. Oh, so who's wh- where's the um, who's the leader? Well, where's the leader from? Um, there's there's the security general. Yeah. And general assembly president. And so sec- yeah, yeah. yeah. And Security Council President. So what about so for the General Assembly, which is where all the countries come together to to talk about their issues? Who's the uh, where's the um, do you know where the leaders from? Uh, well, there's one in Ban Ki Moon. Uh, so Bung- yeah, Ban Ki Moon is the um, the president and the, the Secretary president, General. Secretary General, and he's from uh, South Korea. Korea. South Korea, yeah, former okay. Foreign Minister. Yeah, right. Um, what other cool statistics do you have for us? Joseph Dees. Deceases, uh, So we got we got like that's the general assembly that's president, general yeah, assembly president from Switzerland, and, yeah, and the Security Council president is Maria Luzia Ribeiro. Is this Brazil or something like that? Yeah, Brazil. Brazil. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Viato. Oh, or something. All right. Cool. Um, well, look, we're going to go from... Uh, sorry. You, no, no, I was going to... No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, look, I was just going to go back to a song. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just going to say, just talking about um, another re- another uh, area where the UN helps out is in peace... Uh, well, in election monitoring, carrying out uh, monitoring elections as well. So oh. we could use the South Sudan as an example. Um, the UN may have played a role in monitoring elections, making sure everything's going okay. Yeah, yeah. Even well, why don't we get our researchers on the case and yeah, we can right. uh, and we can see after the song exactly what whether they exactly what they did. All right. Uh this is look this is um this is bad religion with uh oh sorry, it was gonna be bad religion with um a song called Society, but as I can't find that song, I will instead be playing um, bad religion with punk rock song. So just to, you know, for, for anyone who's getting sick of this hip hop, um, nobody can get sick of hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. All right, here we go. So uh, you know, getting some, um, getting some old school punk, and uh, and of course, you know, I'm too young for this music. Man. <laughs> what did you think of Beastie Boys? Uh, they were, well, they're old school for sure. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all right. All right, yeah. Well, that's what you think Not now, right? Not the best, right? but they're, they're all right. No, nah, so you're saying that now, but, you know, after you've heard a couple of the songs, you'll be like, oh, maybe you'll they be are hooked. the best. You'll yeah. be absolutely hooked. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were talking about um, about the UN and uh, we were talking about kind of some of the, the stuff it does down on the ground as well yep. as kind of some of the more, you know, the, the principles that it stands for. Um, but uh, we... Uh, you guys asked the question of... What Sudan was doing to support, because you said um, what the UN, elect- was, what the UN yeah, was doing, sorry, that's right. um, in terms of uh, monitoring the elections Election. in Sudan. That's right. So just another good example of what they do. Um, and uh, well, we can say that. Um, so that basically, there's a newly established National Elections Commission in Sudan um, that was uh, it was set up to to basically run the the elections. Um, a part, sorry, dance a part of the uh, an organisation part of the UN. That's an organisation that's part of the UN. Is that, oh, is okay. it? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I thought it was. Um, uh, no. Uh, oh, sorry. Maybe it is. Okay. Hmm. Look, our researchers haven't done a good job here. <laughs> um, no, I think. Uh, I think. No, I, no, think, I, it think it's yes. I think What's it is. Yes. Yeah. This is. A, this is a uh, United Nations United Nations Development Program oh, in I Sudan. Was Wikipedia. Uh, okay. But uh, no, look, we've got reliable sources here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, along okay, yeah. s- so is it a UN one or not? Uh, look, I, I think that look, uh, 
the UN has has uh, a presence in in Sudan, and um, 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 mm. I think there is they they may have been uh, they may have done a little bit of little work, little bit of work in terms of. Pr- uh, Actually, I think I've got the answer. You got so the answer. I cut you off. Yeah, no problem. So the UN, yeah, so the UN did help to set up the uh, the National Elections Commission, which is um, a Sudanese, uh, which was a Sudanese commission, um, and which was to help, you know, to help in the elections of sure. the um, with the uh, for the election of the president of Sudan, um, president of the government of Southern Sudan, the National Assembly. So basically, all of the uh, in the Southern Sudan Legislative Assembly, the state assemblies and state governors. So uh, pretty big task, and the the UN supported that through um, through contributions from lots of its member states. Um, but uh, I guess by all accounts, the the elections in Sudan were such a huge success um, that uh, that it was you know a, a successful. Um, Venture on the part of uh, of the UN. Uh, yeah, then there's an example of, of how of the UN's role, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, on the ground, uh, not just as you said, um, not just about policies and uh, yeah. not just about principles, you know, and and um, you know high level policy discussions or mm. debates that are being carried out by government officials. But this is something that they're doing. This is work that's been carried out on the ground. You know, they were. At the poll booths, yeah, uh, yeah. monitoring the situation, making sure everything's going okay, mm-hmm. um, ensuring we, people are getting to the ballot yeah, safely. Yeah. You know, and, pr- um, yeah, protection yeah. of UN security officials. You know, helping out. So. Yeah, yeah. And we, I mean, we had uh, a girl's uncle John who was in uh, in a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about how he helped here in Canberra to, to you, you know to educate people and organise it. So I guess you know if you've got you got someone like the UN, this massive organisation. Um, working to you know to achieve similar aims that you know um, the local you know local Sudanese community or you know or whichever community is, is doing it's um, yeah I guess it's it's a good thing so uh, so Bill we asked you a question um, to uh, to think about whether basically whether the UN is a good thing to start with and uh, whether you think the UN could do or what what other things you think the UN could do so what do, you know do you think the UN's a good thing you- yeah. From everything we've discussed, what do you think? I mean, they're they're playing a very important role. What do you? Yeah, what do you well, think? Yeah. They're bringing shelter to people. They're bringing peace to people. Yeah, they're just helping with the things that people sometimes people can't get. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So kind of help, helping the kind of yeah. less less um, fortunate. fortunate yeah. yeah. And w- and in terms of you know other things that you think it could do, I mean, do you have any ideas about you know? Well, I think they're doing what they can, and if they could improve it, they could have, yeah. Just yeah. to note that um, the UN does, uh, its funding uh, is um, based on member states' uh, contributions, v- yeah. Yeah, voluntary contributions. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know that Australia uh, contributes a significant amount uh, to the UN, um, but it's all based on, on donations, voluntary donations. So that's mm. how the organization um, exists. Yeah based on the fact that all these countries that are members are donating to uh, the United Nations. And that's mm. how their operations are. Uh, that's right. As does yeah. 2XX. So, you know, if there's anyone out there who uh, who's looking to subscribe to 2XX, please do so. Um, all right, well, you, look, you didn't, like our, um, you didn't like our old school stuff. Um, so we got, uh, we got a choice of um, Lupe Fiasco's new one. And then you, you had another one, another song lined up? Yeah. Yeah. What was, what was the song? Uh, that's Bow Wow. Yeah. I ain't thinking about you. Fake Chris Brown. 
You're not going to disappoint us with this one. Yeah, I think no, he is. No, that's not the best song, but it's alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's not the best, but it, it just it can fit into it'll the... Do, you've got to demonstrate your case. I mean, if you're going to play new nah, school stuff, you've got to have good tracks. I don't think you talked it up enough. I, Talk, like, now, can no. you talk up Lupe Fiasco? We'll see who uh, who wins this one. No, um, come on. I can't. No, I don't <laughs> if, I, if I play Lupe, the songs that I like, I, I, I prefer, blow off the radio. I, I prefer talking oh, yeah. about most deaf, you know. And, and, oh, right, you know. Right. Well, you've had your shot. Okay, this is uh, Lil Bow Wow. I think this will actually he's take no us... He's no longer little. I just want to add to that. You guys didn't say about playing the best song. He's no but... longer little. He's now bow out. Uh, okay, okay. Um, but uh, this will probably bring us to the end of the program. So, um, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be back next Thursday at 6 p.m. With a guest, time. I think. We've got a guest uh, lined up. Send a person or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just from uh, Woden... Well, youth center is going to come in. Remember how we were talking about uh, Youth Week, yeah. la- youth, National Youth Week last week, Paul? Yeah. Well, um, Jess called in after the show and said uh, she had some extra information, so she told us about what she's doing. Uh, she's so at the Woden Youth Center. Her and um, some of the, the the kids that get along to that are organising a big concert for National Youth Week. So, um, you know, you heard it here first, and mm-hmm. she'll be in to be for Bull to to you know put the hard questions to on um, next week. So, uh, yeah, and, um, yeah. And the Macedonian Show is next That's with right. Kiri. Yeah, cool. So, um, again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, um, the uh, uh, Youth Law Centre, and uh, we'll play an announcement from them in just a moment. But in the meantime, this is Bow Wow. <laughs> 